patience, patience, patience. We kind of would like a life, wouldn't we, where we didn't even need patience? Where we got everything we wanted right away, conveniently and without hurdles or difficulties? And yet, since that so rarely happens, patience is important. In the end, when we have patience and when we have an attitude that's God-pleasing, which says, I will serve the Lord and others around me while I'm waiting patiently, that is a gift to everyone around you and especially a gift to God. David, in his life, had to learn patience because even though God had anointed him king, it didn't happen right away and there was quite the bumpy road to the palace. So last time we talked about how Saul had been king and then he died and then David would be next in line. And so he became king, not of the whole country though, just of a little part of it called Judah, the area where his people were from and uh, his tribe. There was civil war for seven years between Saul's son, Ishbosheth, who led the part of the country called Israel, and David and his men, who led the part of the country called Judah. During this time, there was terrible things that happened. There were difficulties, there was greed, there were lies, there was deception, there was chaos. And just think, that little civil war lasted longer than our own civil war in the USA back in the 1800s. Finally, at the end of it, here's how things finished. So King Ishbosheth of Israel, as things were downward spiraling, had a couple of men that were kind of like gangsters or marauders, and they decided we can probably be better off long term if we switch sides from Ishbosheth's side to David's side. And so they snuck into Ishbosheth's house while he was sleeping in the middle of the day. They acted like they were getting more wheat for their men, but then they stabbed him right in the stomach and he died right there in his bed. They viciously cut off his head and then slipped off and traveled approximately 50 miles through the night to King David where he was staying. They said, the Lord has avenged your enemy, my, my king. And David saw right through it. He knew God hadn't commanded them to kill Ishbosheth. He said, when King Saul died and somebody thought they were bringing me good news, I killed them. How much more will I also do the same and rid the earth of someone like you who killed an innocent man in his own bedroom? So David gave the command and killed those two men. And then finally, peace in the kingdom reigned. David was king over Israel, the, the whole thing, not just part of it. But just think about the path. Think about how things did not happen as you might have expected. Back when David was in junior high and he got anointed king as the son of Jesse anointed by the prophet Samuel. A few years after that, he killed Goliath. Then he went into Saul's palace for a rocky year or two. And then he was on the run in the wilderness for a terrible 10 or 11 years, maybe even 12, followed by becoming king of a part of the country, but then the Civil War, before finally at age 37, becoming king of everything. 25 years, and most of it was rough. You might think the path that the Lord would have picked for his hand-picked anointed king would have been, anointed king is a junior high student, 
Then he kills Goliath, wins a great victory. Then he goes and works for Saul in the palace until there's a smooth transition after learning the tricks of the trade. And then, hey, he lives happily ever after. But no, a lot of chaos happened. A lot of difficulty. David had to learn patience. And that would serve him well in his time as king. Learning how to trust the Lord above all things in spite of his own understanding. Here are a couple of Bible verses describing David finally attaining what God had promised him 25 years before. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel on their military campaigns. And the Lord said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel and you will become their ruler. When all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron, the king made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. It took quite a lot of time, but finally there was peace in the kingdom, and David was king as it had been promised to him long before. The Lord doesn't change. The Lord always backs up his promises. Rarely, though, does that happen in a way that doesn't require some patience and lots of trust. So that's the point to take home today. That when the Lord makes a promise to bring you relief, he could bring you relief instantly if he wants. Or he could let a difficult path move forward while he leads you to trust him above all things. But fight off the part of you that doubts whether God's in control. Fight off the part of you that isn't sure if God means what he says. Destroy the part of you that wishes you could be in charge and maybe you should be pleasing other human beings instead of God because you can't trust the God that is there. No. The Lord doesn't change. You can always trust him. And either one of two things is always going to happen. He, in time, will bring you relief from the earthly trial when he thinks it's best. Or that earthly trial deteriorates to the point where it takes your life, but then he brings you relief as he sends his angels to take you to your heavenly home. What a gift God provides when we can take him at his word and trust him above all things and know he's going to always bring relief from everything in one way or the other. Sometimes it, it requires patience, but with God, it's always worth the wait.